0: Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Hello, podcast family. Welcome to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willett, and I think this is going to be the last episode of this series, this series being kind of really looking at ourselves and what we can do to help us on the daily, more like a daily practice. That's what this series has comprised of. And then we're going to move into a new series starting with episode nine. So it'll be like series two, episode one, aka episode nine. And I will be coming out with that. It's like the middle middle end of January. So still following the once a week release. So I'm super excited about those coming up episodes, which will include having guests. We'll start doing that here with that series. So, really excited about that. But today, we are going to talk about one of my absolute favorite practices, one of my favorite tools, thoughts, ideas, whatever you want to call it. Meredith's stuff. <laughs> and it actually comes from a picture that I bought. I don't know if you could consider it a picture it's a white background with writing on it with a frame around that that i purchased somewhere so i don't know what you would call that a picture but it's an inspirational quote framed and what this quote is i've kind of i've kind of changed it up a little bit to include an extra line so what it is is have a heart open to everything and attached to nothing and i have kind of moved it into have a heart and mind open to everything and attached to nothing. And the reason I say mind is because I feel that when we go to our heart, many times we feel we are powerless over what we love. And when we go to the mind, I feel like we visually, I see that as being something we have a little bit more control over. The the expanse of what your mind can be within touching, whatever, whatever, however you want to visualize that. I feel like the mind has more ebb and flow, whereas the heart is kind of sometimes feels like it's on its own path, like it's outside of us, right? So let's go back. Have a heart and mind open to everything and attached to nothing. And to me, this is a great, great challenge and it's also an amazing tool to test out where you're at on the planet, where you're at in your spirituality and your growth as a person and as a a person who wants to live a spiritual life and not solely focused in either human life. And you'll hear me say that a lot in this podcast. I talk about humans and I talk about, you know, your spiritual self Quite a bit, because that's kind of how I see people. And it's it's how I see what we focus on. Are we focusing on our human self, or are we focusing on our spiritual self? Or are we kind of in the center lane trying to incorporate both of those things? And so when we have a heart and mind open to everything, so let's break this down that's open to anything and everything. What does that mean? How does that play out? What does that look like? For me, I see it as being within the flow, the fluid expression of spiritual self, the fluid expression, the fluid path, the fluid journey. And I'm going to start talking about death at the end of this podcast. So stay with me because. When you're not where I'm talking about, there's, there's the, the alternative of this is, is the crusty crab, the crusty mental, the crusty stuck, the not open to, okay? That's going to be on the other side of this, so stay with me here. The flow of being open to learning, to experiences, to new people, to new ways of thinking, to the other side to releasing the versus, the us or them, removing that. The polarity exists, but we are not going to have us be a part of the us versus them. The I'm right, you're wrong. The those people. The the wrong way of life. The judging. Judging will kill you. Because it all comes back to you. What we judge is what we're judging in ourselves. What we dislike about self. But Meredith, I'm just judging pedophiles and murderers. That lives inside of you. Evil lives inside of every one of us. We are all of all. Fight me. I don't care. Give me side eye. I feel it. It's fine. We are the expression of all. So the faster you can get to the fluid forwardly motion, the flow, the river going down, if you will, of being a part of recognizing that you are all of all, omnipotent, omnipresent, omnipotent, everywhere and nowhere, everywhere, all of it. You are a part of all of it. There is no us or them. There's no they. If you can have an open mind and heart to everyone, no matter their choices in life, no matter their things that they may or may not have choice in, when you're agreeable to something that your kids have done, it's easy. That's easy. Oh, you got an A. Oh, you're getting married to a nice person who has money and can of, you know, afford your lifestyle, blah, blah. Oh, you're going to go to medical school. You're going to buy a house. The picket fence, 2.5 kids and a dog. I can get on board with that. See how that feels easy. But when we are not open to everything and things aren't going in the direction that we want them to, which P.S. is life, our kids are not going to do what we want them to do, the people around us, the world around us. We cannot squeeze and hold and fight and get out the battle axe to make everyone be inside of the 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 box that we need them to be to make us comfortable. And so when we see that around us, when we see all of this ebb and flow and difference and and gay and straight and transsexual and uh, Jewish or Muslim or Christian or atheist or, you know, whatever it is. And it's not like what we want. I don't yike it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't yike it. They're not like me. Ooh, they're doing it wrong. They're evil. They're bad. I'm a Christian, and they're doing it wrong. I mean, can we just go back to love thy neighbor as thyself? Isn't that it, right? That's like the first one. But I don't yike them. They're doing it wrong. They're going against God. Well, let God deal with that. I don't yike it. It makes me unhappy. So let's think about it. Let's think of the other. Let's think of the other person. Let's think of the stuff that's not inside of the box that we want that we don't like. Let's go go wherever that is in your brain. Let's go to that real uncomfortable place where that person isn't doing it the way you want them to. I will go to the example most recently that tripped me up was one of my very good friends whom I love. They were talking about how they find the Kardashians basically the worst humans on the planet. And I don't find them to be the worst humans on the planet. I find them to be brilliant opportunists that sign me up, right? And with the amount of money they they have and what their platforms are, they could be a lot worse, but that's another podcast. So my friend whom I love and who I seem to Feel is literally one of my most favorite humans, and so smart and so articulate and so connected to self and self aware. And to hear this person say that they thought that the Kardashians are like the epitome of the worst expression of humanity. I saw in that moment them versus me. I saw that come up in my mind. I watched it happen and I saw. I saw them not being open with their mind or their heart, primarily their, their mind, but I'm sure there's some deep-seated stuff in there, because we all have deep-seated stuff, I'm not pointing fingers, of them saying, well, they're this way, and because they're this way and I don't like it, I am not open to any of that. I'm not open to it. I'm going to shut it down. It's not what I want. And believe me, the carda—the example of the Kardashians, I mean, like, there's many things I could pick here, but this was just something recent. And so I saw that as being this crustiness of mind. It was a, I felt, it's almost like I could feel an artery stiffen in that thought process. It was like something had hardened inside of them. And I'd never seen anything like that before where I could actually see the words and feelings coming out of someone and at the exact same time see them age in in physical self and so when I saw this and I felt this kind of happen and I've been practicing having a mind open to and heart open to everything and attached to nothing for for a bit now but in this moment, I watched it happen outside of me. And I thought to myself, wow, this is actually something that's pretty profound. And being open to things and having a mind open to things and a heart open to things, it's, it's really not only a practice, but it's important. And when we look to people who are older than us, that are really open, they're working every day, they're still going to work, You know, like you see, you know, 80-year-old people who are working 40 hours a week and they're still in the music scene or, you know, the movie industry or whatever it is, but they're still in it. They're still, they have that mind going and you see the vitality that comes with that. That doesn't mean that they're open to everything. That doesn't mean that their brains are like, hey, whatever goes, but there's, there's an openness to, you know, learning and looking around and not judging it all or thinking it's less than or thinking that it's them versus us, them versus me, them over there. And so the more that you can be open with your heart to new experiences and people and ways of life. And the more you could have your mind open to things that you've never experienced before, I, I would suggest traveling outside of your town, your state, your country, to the way that people live so differently than us and are flourishing and are happy. And learning that there's more than one way to living a life. There's more than one religion. There's more than one success. And the more that you get out of your bubble and experience the world, the more you are open to things because you're, you're allowed to see that the way the world around you lives is actually really pretty neat and honorable and beautiful. And it's easy to judge. It's easy to say them over there. That's easy. That's a cop-out. That's the easy way. Instead of going deeper and saying, well, well, what is it about them? What is it about that lifestyle, of those people over there? What's it about those religions? What's it about? What do they have to offer? What are they experiencing? And the more we put ourselves outside of our comfort zone to learn about other things. Mind open, heart open. Feed me, feed me, give it to me, let me see it. Let me see it, show me. Let me be open to what you have to offer. Tell me what you have to say. What's your experience? What's it like over there? What's happening? What's that like? Why is this happening with you? Teach me. I'm dumb. I know nothing. I know nothing of that. And so, for me, when I see a heart and mind open to everything, open to learning, to things that we don't understand, to things that don't make sense to us, that are scary. And I'm not ta- I mean, you're going to have some idiot that's going to message me and say, oh, you're talking about bestiality and pedophilia. No, I'm not. You know, everyone wants to take it to an extreme. But don't harden yourself. Don't harden your mind and your heart to what people are doing. If it's not hurting people, if it's not affecting your life, just, okay. Okay, okay, you do you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm staying in the flow. I'm open. God made you just like he made me. We are all in the image of God. Even that which you don't understand. Even that which you don't think is in the image of God is still in the image of God. You want to know what the image of God is? Look around. Uh Uh-oh, I felt you tighten on that one. He, 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 but not them. Oh, yeah, but them, too. But not them. Oh, yeah, them, too. Remember, we are made in God's image, not some, not the ones that look like you, who, not the ones that fit in your box. All of us, we're all, we're all there. And I truly believe that this is why so many people are becoming more androgynous. And I think it's super funny because I got a phone call from someone that said they're never going to shop at Target again because they took off the pink and blue on the walls and I don't like it. Now it's it's not boy aisles and girl aisles. Oh, I'm going to die. I mean, can you imagine? If your problem is that Target has green aisles and yellow aisles instead of blue ones and pink ones so that you can figure out what boy toys are and girl toys are, and this is your problem, and that you're going to boycott Target, my God, that's a good life right there. That's a good life for you. That's your issue. That's why I believe that we're, we' we are kind of this weird space right now this new frontier of people going you know don't don't sit there and and say oh well she's a girl so this or she's a boy he's a boy so that and so this is the role that they should play and this is how they should look and this is what their hair should look like I mean because if you think about it if we're made in God's image and we're boys and girls and does that mean that God's a Boy, girl? Or no sex? No gender? Just energy? I mean, where do you think, what do you think happens to you when you die? You just stay what you were the whole time you were in life? I will tell you, that's not the case. You've been it all. Boy, girl, man, woman, who knows? And so, you're really ruining your life by living inside of this box this mental box this the structure of them and us or they're wrong or i need labels we've talked about this before in, in other podcast episodes where we need to label everything. Everybody needs it. You need to go on this shelf. You need to go on that shelf. I need to label you. You're a boy. You're a girl. You have long hair. You have short hair. This makes me comfortable. Now I can survive. I know where everybody's supposed to be, and they're all in their space, and now I can continue to live my life controlling everything around me. Now I'm comfortable. I mean, come on. Do you really need blue and pink aisles to survive because you don't know? Because, God forbid, a boy play with a doll. My brother used to play with Dapper Dan so he could learn how to button a shirt and tie a tie on his shoes. That was a doll. I used to play with Tonka trucks. I, well, maybe I didn't turn out that great. But, so have a heart and mind open to everything. So what's the attached to nothing piece? Well, this is where it gets a little trickier. Because you can you can decide. You can easily decide, you know what? I'm gonna stop ruining my life. I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to be in connection to spirit and God in the universe. I'm going to be open to other people's situations, religions. I'm going to learn about a lot of stuff. I'm going to experience life and all that it has to offer because I want to have a better life and I want to not have my arteries hardened and I don't want to have brain issues and be stuck and just overly focused and think that everyone that's not like me is wrong. That's easy. That's just like kind of reminding you to be not an asshole. Everybody's got to be like me. That's just, you know, choosing not to be a jerk. So what about attached to nothing? That one, that's tough. And I was at the forefront of that challenge this past year. And it wasn't easy. And so I will play with that energetically to see where I'm at because I know it's not easy. And when I say attached to nothing, I mean absolutely nothing. Attached to things, to people, to dogs, pets. Friends, jobs, abilities, attached to nothing. And this one is real difficult for humans because we like our things. We like our people. We like our present. We don't like change. And we are very protective of our experience. And that it feels where I'm at right now is where I need to be and any altering with that is going to make me profoundly uncomfortable. And so this is why Attached to Nothing is without a doubt one of the greatest freedoms that you can give yourself as a human being because life is without a doubt going to be filled with change and we have no control over that change. They say if you want to plan on anything in life, plan on change. And I could have just made that up, but it worked. So this year, for whatever reason, my dog had hurt her toe. My dog Hadley. She's a Border Collie, Australian Shepherd mix. She had hurt her toe. Actually, it might have even been last year, last summer, I think it was actually. So this has been in the last 12 months-ish. And When she was gone at the hospital getting her foot worked on, we had our dog, Shiloh, who was here, and she is an American bulldog. We rescued her from the pound, and they've always gotten along great. We've had them for five years together, and great dogs, crazy but awesome. But when Hadley was gone for 10 days getting her foot worked on because it was sliced, and then came back into the house, Shiloh wasn't having it. And we worked with them, and they got in a fight, and Hadley had to go back to the hospital to get work done. And so we we pulled in some trainers to help us, and we ended up having to have the both dogs go to training for five weeks, two dogs, overnight, If you can imagine the cost on that, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get these dogs to get back together again and countless training sessions all day, you know, just of them sitting next to each other without attacking each other with muzzles on or Shiloh attacking Hadley. Well, what happened was is they brought the dogs back because it had been two weeks without an incident of any attacks. And they didn't feel there was anything else that they could do to help. So they brought the dogs back to our house. And within five minutes, they both were wearing shock collars. Within five minutes, and don't come at me with that because I'm not listening to it. Without, this was for protection and safety at the point. For Within five minutes, Hadley walked to the back door and Shiloh ran after her and attacked her and put a puncture wound into the front of Hadley's chest, and ha- Hadley had to be taken back to the hospital for staples. And when I went through breast cancer, Shiloh was with me every step of the way. She laid on me constantly, she never left my side. And it was her weight on me that made me feel grounded. But I knew, I knew we had done everything that we could to get these dogs back together. And I have small children, so I knew that they could not be at home ever again with these dogs in the house together. I knew it. And I knew that I would be a nervous wreck the rest of my life as long as these dogs were alive in the house. And I knew that the trainer who worked with them loved these dogs and wanted it to work so bad. And I knew that I was going to have to give up my dog. I knew it. And I honestly believe that that's why I named her Shiloh when we got her, because it was going to end different than I thought it would, which it did. And so I knew that this was a challenge for me to truly test to see if I had attachment to something that loved me unconditionally and that I loved unconditionally, but that I knew that it was best for my family, my children my children's friends, because if they had ever got into a vicious fight like they had in the past, it could be very dangerous for children to be around or even myself. I wouldn't be able to handle it. She is American Bulldog and they are no joke. So this was a big test. This was a check-in. And I don't live my life checking to see, hey, how are you going to feel if you lose your house and your husband and your kids? Because that's sadistic. But I am open to the will of of the universe and God and change, praying that I don't have to suffer like this and and have loss of love in that way. But I will check in and say, Meredith, is it the house or is it your family? It's my family. And if you lost it, will you survive? I will survive. Will you be okay? I'll be okay. Is it just a house? Yes, it's just a house. Is it easy to say when you have it? Yes. But I really try to clear those cords of, of need and connection to the things that are around me and know that they are just a part of an experience, that they are a part, of, they're a part of this lifetime, that they are not me. Of course, one of the greatest experiences of that, my husband's entire house was taken by a tornado when he was a child. They lost everything. He held on to shag carpeting when a wall fell on him, which saved him and his grandmother's life, literally. And so a fire, a tornado, a hurricane, a flood, huge challenges to connection and attachment to learn that it all can be lost in a moment and you will survive and to be attached to nothing. And in that is freedom. In that is love in that is autonomy. in that is a spiritual awakening of knowing that you're not your things or even even the relationships around you. You don't have to have anyone or attachments in your life to be be okay. And if you are in a, a negative relationship, letting go is even more freedom. You will survive. So I say to you, have a heart and mind open to everything moving into this new year and attachments to nothing. No outcome, no people, no friendship groups, no experiences. Just be open. Open to the world around you that's coming in. Open to... Your path, be in the flow. Allow your brain to grow and your heart to expand without being bogged down by human attachments. Stay open. I had to be open to lose Shiloh and have no attachments as best as I could. And it wasn't easy. As you can see, it's still not easy and it never will be easy. It will never be easy, but I know it's what's right for me and my family. I had a client in my office just recently, and her daughter had died of a drug overdose. And I looked at her and I said, what you are doing, what you are going through, is the hardest thing any human being could ever go through, losing a child. A young 20-something, and what you are doing is impossible, and you're still doing it. And I told her that this loss will never leave her. And my loss of Shiloh and, you know, the losses that I will experience and you will experience through our lifetime, we will never get over those. They will always be in there somewhere but they will soften. They will soften. You will always have a scar. You will always have love. You may always have the pain, but it will lessen. It will soften. So stay open. Recognize the perfection of life, whether you realize it today or not. It is all in perfect time and space. Nothing is an accident. Nothing is without purpose. And everything is a lesson and a blessing. Always. Thank you so much for listening this week. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate everyone of you being here every week, and I hope that I serve you in some way, some part of your life, something clicks to make your life better because that is my goal. Please share this with a friend that might need to hear it or anything else that might resonate with you. I look so forward to coming to you every single week. I love this this forum. I think that the next series is going to be super exciting, so stay tuned for that. And I want to thank Caroline at Wild Home Podcasting. She is been so amazing in helping me get to today and organized and sounding good and sounding professional. And I really appreciate her and her team. If anyone is interested in starting a podcast, please reach out to her, Caroline, over at Wild Home Podcasting. She's been awesome. And thank you so much to all of my friends, family, clients that listen and support me and make me feel like I'm actually doing something in the world, recording all of this. So Thank you for all of your feedback. I really appreciate it. It keeps me going, knowing that I am making a difference in the world, which is my goal. So I hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you back here next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.